Hello, everyone, and welcome to another riveting edition of Under the Floorboards, where we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night. I am your host, John, joined as always by my beautiful co-host, Eric. How are you this week? Fabulous. I know, especially since we're like taking a little bit of a, a break today. Yeah. You know, we're not doing the ground and pound. And if you guys don't like that, well, Ooh. it's our fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been grounded and pounded in a. Uh... <laughs> been many moons yeah 80% lean (laughs) (laughs) Um, well we're a cheap cut (laughs) (laughs) they call me Chuck (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well this episode is a little bit more of just catching up with you guys you know we uh, we've taken a lot of time uh, and obviously have been cranking out episodes and content for y'all which again thank you guys so much for listening uh, but we wanted to take a time to just kind of talk about life for a minute, you know, and kind of the things that we have coming up in the next couple months. We've got some really exciting shit planned for everybody, uh, content-wise and otherwise. Um, so, Eric, do you want to start off on that? Yeah, I um, jerked off twice this morning. Um, <laughs> he gets up at four. He had plenty of time. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of free time. Um, watched a little of the bear. Had a 40 at like 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> um, haven't washed these shorts in like three weeks. What's new with you? <laughs> well, I had a completely transcendent weekend. Okay, so. <laughs> cool. You want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll get into that in just a second. You know, uh, we've... Only half of the things I just said were true. <laughs> I'll let y'all figure out. <laughs> What's the over-under yeah. on the jerking off? <laughs> um but yeah, you know, things have been a little wild lately, you know, between editing and work and we just had, uh, we've been fostering a dog. If you guys have not seen, uh, you can actually follow him on Instagram at the misadventures of thatch. That's Jesus Christ. <laughs> Trying to be fucking professional. Boy, here. if you don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you can follow him on <laughs> the, the Misadventures of Thatch. Uh, we are looking for someone to adopt our foster dog. He's a really good boy. There's absolutely nothing going on in his skull. Um, but he's the same age as our dog, so we are trying to move him along. Uh, to his forever home. Yeah. So if you guys are interested in that, you can always email us at under the floorboards five and we will think about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still defensive. I don't care if he's my dog or not. Right. Um, only he, only I get to make fun of that idiot. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I will say he is paralyzed from the waist down. But I was going to say, let's talk about the caveat here. But. He does also come with all the Barbie accessories as well. Right. Uh, he has the wheelchair, the scooter, the fucking yeah. drag bags, mm. everything. Like he comes like the yeah. fully equipped mm. one and he's free. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> that's my favorite it's flavor. Pretty, it's a pretty good deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. And, you know, we've talked to some really cool people recently that'll be up in our uh, episodes coming up. We have Frank Dormani coming up. We have uh, Daniel John Kearney. Uh, there's just a lot of really cool shit mm-hmm. coming down the pipeline, and it's been an absolute blast. Some movies that you've seen. And some movies some you movies definitely haven't seen. <laughs> some movies that aren't even released yet. 
<laughs> that we got early. Oh, yeah, which we cannot wait to start. We're going to start releasing some of those episodes here soon. Yeah. Um, like, make sure we're watching out for The Woodman. Uh, for those of you, I mean, if you're hearing this now, it came out earlier this week, but the fucking um, late checkout uh, t-shirts are available mm-hmm. now. The movie is still waiting to be picked up by distribution, but with all of its accolades uh, that it's been crushing at the film festivals, I don't think it's going to be very long, um, which I'm very excited for everybody to see. We've already watched it like five or six times like in the short amount of time that we've had it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm still going to buy the movie. Right. <laughs> um, as w- it's a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I love pre-screener season, dude. I, I love pre-screener <laughs> right, yeah. season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have a lot of really cool insights to movies that are coming out. Um, and on that note, I guess before we talk about what we're really excited for for later this month, I want to talk a little bit about Mad Monster. Mad Monster season. Yeah, absolutely. Here we are again, unfortunately, Eric couldn't make it for a lot of it. Uh, yeah. This this year this time, but it's fine. They're twice a mm-hmm. year. <laughs> I didn't feel too bad. Yeah, I didn't feel too bad. I we I did that thing where I got there Sunday morning, mm-hmm. afternoon, mm-hmm. early afternoon. Yeah, and it was like, oh, we've got the uh, Rose McGowan interview. We've got the Heather Langenkamp mm-hmm. interview slash Q and A, mm-hmm. and I was like sitting through those, and I was like, well, I'm going home. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> we met a homie. Saw, I, we did. We, may, we met uh, Jake. Jake Robinson. Yep. So for those of you uh, who have not watched the Wendigo yet, uh, just go ahead and put the episode mm-hmm. down. Just listen to it later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go, go watch the Wendigo right. on Tubi. Um, Super nice dude. Yeah, Jake is Super funny personable. as fuck. We actually um, have come up with the newest slasher, yeah. uh, the, the Vaxxer. <laughs> uh, Eric, In a world vaccines are required for daily interaction with the human race. Eric's like, we're going to put him in a plastic Fauci mask. Dr. Fauci (laughs) will emerge as a hero. (laughs) That's the whole concept. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Totally. It could be a great short film as well. You know? Yeah. Um, if anybody's got like 40 grand, they'll send our way to make this movie happen. <laughs> we will make this movie happen. One of the things that was really interesting about Mad Monster this year was uh, obviously the SAG and After Strikes are happening right now. So it actually limits what they can and can't talk about, right. which was really funny because there is like a level of like tiptoeing that some would do some would do and then rose mcgowan would just be like fuck it <laughs> yeah, yeah and by by the way guys i'm not saying she's saying like fuck the strikes what i'm saying is rose mcgowan is the person that has a heart to when an eight-year-old girl asked her how it was to film the garage scene and scream she answered that question because she knows that that this is like such a high point in yeah. that child's life right I can't imagine she would still do that for me because I'm a fully grown adult mm-hmm. who was just told the rules by the moderator. Yeah, somebody asked some questions you were, uh, to the effect of, uh, did you know that you were going to die the way that you did or, <laughs> or something like that? And she's like, yeah, I read the script. So <laughs> <laughs> It kind of hit the same way when Heather Langenkamp was like... Um, when they were talking about college and she was like, yeah, it was great. Cause you know, like I can read and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But she was like actively deterring people right. from going to college. It turns out you don't have to go to college to be in film. You just have to be <laughs> able to do film. She was like, it depends on if people like you, right? you know? Uh, yeah. and, and that was very real. She mm-hmm. was like, it's unfortunate, but that's just the name of the game mm-hmm. is like, people kind of have to like you 
which is probably why our podcast is so small. But right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the nature of the industry, though. I mean, this is this is all things arts and crafts and real everything else related to that creativity in general. I mean, like you are ultimately selling a product, which is a uh, puts a lens over yourself, and you're projecting yeah. that into the universe, and you're putting that out there for people to either enjoy or not enjoy, and you're not making money off of people that don't enjoy it. That's just kind yeah. of the bottom line. And in a worst case scenario, they're dragging you forward online in the form of IMDb interviews or something right. like that. You know, so it's it's a pretty hit and miss, mm-hmm. on or off kind of black and white story there. You know, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of things that I want to talk about just like from like personal experience in in Mad Monster. Um so first of all, I got to meet Elliot Fulham and Lauren Lavera. Um I also got to feed them, which was sick. Um cuz I told them too, I was like I'm not as like crafty as a lot of your fans, so I brought right. you food instead. Yeah. So <laughs> Here's a nice home-cooked meal. Well, yeah, cuz I made uh what I call fuckets, mm-hmm. which is a pho kit i don't know how else to explain it to you people it's a vietnamese noodle bowl um but the lauren lavera's face was in, was incredible when i brought it to her because she was like her face is incredible yeah 100 yeah. percent. oh god <laughs> um she, she was like there are burgers and wings here so this is very much appreciated right yeah <laughs> yeah because that's like the running joke with her. And it's not even a joke. Apparently, it's just blatant reality. Yeah. It's like, like set food is just... There's cheese pizza and there's pepperoni pizza. <laughs> and you can eat it or you don't or have you anything Or you can die. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so. that's where I got the concept from. And like as some of you know, like I've been a chef for about 17 years. Yeah. And it was, just, it was just funny to me that... I was listening to the Talk Scary to Me podcast and she was uh, being interviewed by Scout and Danielle and she just goes, I went down into the kitchen. I was like, is there a vegetable here? Please, please. I'll I'll steam fucking microwave broccoli at this point. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, please keep our final girl healthy. I've been there. No, 100%. So that was incredible. You know, she was one of the nicest people. I got one of my favorite pictures with her in the professional Mm -hmm. photo op of all time, Mm -hmm. which uh, some of you might have seen on our story. I'll do like a bigger uh, reel later for everything from Mad Monster. But um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, for those. And I'm going to try not to get fucking emotional on this cast, but let's get him another beer. uh, first. Yeah, (laughs) I'd have eight beers. I'd have eight beers. (laughs) Um, but I got to meet Heather Langenkamp and for those of you who haven't listened to the Nightmare on Elm Street episode, I'm actually just kind of surprised. (laughs) Um, but that was, for those of you who haven't listened to it, um, you know, that was my first final girl. That was my first Mm. horror movie. And it was, uh, the first one that I got to watch with my grandmother, which was like a rite of passage Mm -hmm. was like, she would show somebody a movie that was way underage to watch mm-hmm. it. Um, so I was about six and I saw Night Run on Elm Street for the first time. And I just remember, you know, candy and laughing and, you know, I'm yeah. explaining all of this to Heather yeah. at the time. And, uh, you know, I pulled out my phone and I was like, this is a picture of my grandmother. And she goes, she's absolutely beautiful. And like, I started welling up. Right, like I was right. just like, <laughs> I was like, right. we need to take this selfie here in a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be bawling my eyes right. out. Right. I mean, while I'm talking to Heather. And it was, it was so funny. Cause, uh, she goes, uh, was she Cherokee? And I was like, swing and a miss. But you were, 
You were so close. We're Muskogee. We might as well be the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she was so kind. And I, if you have a chance to meet her, I cannot recommend it enough. And one of the best uh, precursors to that was I was in the hallway uh, which, uh, for those of you who haven't been to Bad Monster before, that's where the excess of lines go for the table meet and mm-hmm. greets. But it's also where everybody walks through the back that's, like, uh, famous and shit. So I'm, like, standing there for a minute, and, like, Richard Brake stops in front of me and goes, who's this line for? I was like, it's for Heather Langkamp. He goes, that's so fucking cool. She's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Because they say don't meet your heroes. And, and actually, uh, I got an autographed picture from uh, one of, or probably my favorite like classic horror movie, which yeah. is Dream Warriors. Mm-hmm. And you know, she was like, you know, I always bring these to all of my cons and no one ever picks this one. Nice. And I was like, she was like, and she made the comment, I feel like the people who pick these are so fucking deep. And I was like... <laughs> I'm trying not to throw up. You're nothing if not deep. <laughs> but I was just sitting there like I like because I mean, Eric's seen me in front of famous people plenty of times now. Sure. And like I have never had so much trouble keeping my composure in my entire fucking life. Right. <laughs> I, on the other hand, not to make this conversation about me, because this is a very deeply emotional and personal story that ultimately is the genesis of this podcast. Especially of the grandma secret seller. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think your relationship with your grandmother and your experiences watching horror movies at that age are why you are the way yeah. you are <laughs> currently in this in this creative field. Um, but I can't talk to anybody that I'm not friends with without <laughs> feeling deeply insecure about every aspect of myself. <laughs> so it's one of those things that I am both uh, jealous of and admiring of you. So when Aww. you say <laughs> that this person was getting you weak in the knees. Oh, you know, 100%. It, it's that we know it's real. So I'm only saying that to reinforce your point here. Right. Because yeah. <laughs> it really was one of those things where like when I met Lauren and Elliot, I was like right. bubbly and excited and like all this shit. And like I want I literally just wanted to cry when i met heather <laughs> i deliberately spent my rose mcgowan autograph money on beer so i wouldn't have rose mcgowan autograph money so i would be able to tell you that i couldn't meet rose mcgowan face to face and get an autograph so i wouldn't have to do that <laughs> it's okay you got you got the panel experience which was amazing and it turns out rose mcgowan is exactly who she oh seems God. like she is she is the goat this is one hundred percent real mm-hmm. face value. What you see is what you get out of this woman, and I think that's wonderful. And she's so funny. She's so fucking right. funny. And she's she is a person that like I was sad I didn't do a table greet with her, mm-hmm. but also you know obviously I'm blowing a lot of money. While right, because <laughs> right. this year was like not not dunking on previous years, but I'm gonna like this year was pretty heavy. Yeah, with with like 
um, yeah, you're familiar with like the concept of like athletic depth in teams mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Yeah. Where most teams have three or four superstars that can get it done individually and that kind of thing, and that's great. But then you have that team that's got twelve to fourteen guys on the team that can get it done. You have the, the Olympic team with like yeah, Magic man, Johnson and Michael Jordan. This and, year yeah. was more akin to something like that, where it's like you just have to choose who you spend your money on because you would like to meet all these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dude, jo- the Night King was there, right? Right. Bill Mosley was right. there. <laughs> the gentleman who played the Warriors come out to play guy from the movie <laughs> was there. And I had this I had this idea. If this is stupid, let me know. Because if he comes back, I want to do this. But I would love to get a beer bottle mm-hmm. at Mad Monster, down it, and get that dude to sign it. Because there's that beer planking <laughs> scene in the Warriors. I feel like that would be a random funny kind of prop to have some, not prop, but like you know what I mean? Like the references on the nose. Oh, totally. You know, and it would totally. be goofy. But that was kind of the caliber of people we were dealing with. Everybody that was on that shit mm-hmm. were people that were like, even if you're a casual fan of this <laughs> genre or the associated acts within it, and you're you're like, okay, yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. And that's really cool. And the thing that Mad Monster does so well is they put these people on these um we we, you have the panels where you have the q a session it's more of an interview kind of thing there's a host that kind of handles a lot of the preliminary stuff and lubricates the conversation for everyone and he kicks it back over to the audience but like you said there's the table meet and greets which Mm -hmm. i think is really cool because it takes that veil down yeah it's it's just you and them ask them whatever you want talk about whatever you want yeah and and every single interaction i've seen with everybody it is is very intimate but very um Everybody in this field like just continues to reinforce the stereotype that horror has the coolest people working in it. Mm-hmm. Everybody is so just oh I'm so not, that's so uh, thank you so much for saying that it's mm-hmm. really great to meet you and I appreciate every you know and, and it's like you don't have to be so fucking humble with your hundred and twenty five thousand followers on Instagram and you're like you know. 30 years worth of movies. Heather told me my grandmother was on my shoulder and I like, you know what (laughs) I mean? Like, right, 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 right. She took the time to like get to Mm. know me on a personal level for like three minutes, Mm. which is a lot. You know what I mean? Like realistically, because there's still a line going into the hallway, but she was still taking the fucking time. And and also to your same notion, it's the community itself as well, because, you know, there was a point where um, I'm out on the patio of the, like hotel bar mm-hmm. restaurant kind of thing uh getting shit faced mm-hmm. and of course like i have patrick dweller sitting at the fucking table behind me and i can see heather langenkamp eating dinner with amanda weiss at the right. fucking table mm-hmm. and no one's bothering them yeah no one is like coming up and just being like oh my god can i get an autograph now where if you go to a Comic-Con, it's the complete opposite. We got to keep these people sequestered in this like secured room mm-hmm. and everything. And it's just like everybody in this community is so on the level. I feel like where mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I get Well, we it. watch people die a lot. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I think there's a degree of that present in this community that doesn't exist in others i don't want to like name drop but i feel like if we had a con that like you're saying like a comic con where this it's it's similar in the sense of it's like setup or whatever Mm -hmm. but we have all these triple a actors and actresses it's like oh yeah yeah, thanks man all right next 
you know, yeah. and that's kind of what it is, right? Yeah. We're not trying to build like human connections with people and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. We're also not respecting each other as humans either, right? You know, and, that, right. and that's kind of I feel like what you're getting at because it's like, and I'm I'm not actually projecting this because I've never met this person, but mm-hmm. it is like the idea of like, hey, I met Chris Evans. It's like, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, and, and like, even to no fault of their own, if they're meeting a thousand people in mm-hmm. a day, you know what I mean? Like, that's just a completely different yeah. world. Yeah. Did you factor into their day at all? Really? Can yeah. you really say that? You know what I mean? And that's and that's yeah. what's different about Mad Monster, and that's why this was our third time going. Mm-hmm. Um, because is the human experience. Uh, a, it's close. <laughs> it's close to where we live, <laughs> relatively speaking. But B, it is a human experience. It's a very. Um, passion fueled group of people that all come out and sort of like the island of misfit toys here in concord (laughs) which i think is pretty dope uh there aren't a whole lot of spaces for people like us yeah you know exactly it's it's really cool yeah and the vendors are great it's a it's a great time if you guys ever have the chance check out mad monster it usually happens in august and february there's one out in arizona as well um that has a lot of high caliber you know visit mm. visits as well you know the alternative for this year was in, in uh atlanta for this summer oh for days of the dead i don't i don't i think it was still mad monster i don't oh, remember was it? if it was days of the dead but it was on their website as like the alternative location so i feel like they have kind of like oh a, that was glendale was it glendale yeah that was out okay, in arizona okay, okay. I, I there was something going on in atlanta and it was probably days branching out yeah it's probably days of the dead cool. but it does sort of lend itself to east coast west coast you oh know? yeah so it's like it's pretty cool that you have access to this no matter where you live mm-hmm. um if you couldn't tell i'm like 128 ounces in alcohol deep at this point <laughs> in my day is it 2 p.m yes yeah <laughs> all right cool guilt free but yeah dude i mean it's super dope every time we go we always meet somebody that we're really happy to meet like not like celebrity it's just like yeah it's just a dude or a girl or yeah. whatever just somebody that's like, oh it's up you know hey you want a sticker yeah absolutely hey i really like your podcast hey i'm doing this movie you want to like review this movie or you want me to have you or you want can i be on your podcast and everything? it's like yeah dude absolutely yeah and everybody's super you know cordial and friendly mm-hmm. and it's a really laid back environment so yeah and it, it's always really cool to see how much indie comes out of stuff like that yeah. too you know like i met uh victoria pasha who just released her first uh feature length film and it's indie she's a moldovan director actress and writer um so i'm actually really excited to check that out later um but she i was like going to the table and because she was like handing she had like po- like small posters and then she had flyers and I just walked over to the table while she was handing a flyer out to somebody else. By the way, total smoke show. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm getting a little, <laughs> little weak in the knees here. But I was like looking at one of the flyers because, you know, I mean, obviously everybody on this show knows that I love watching anything yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Except for Jesus Christ, Vampire Hunter. <laughs> and. uh she like comes around she's talking to me for a minute and she's like you know this is my first feature that i wrote directed i'm the lead in and uh i was looking at the camera her producer was standing behind the table and i was like by the way that looks incredible dude should i shoot that in 4k and she was like yeah absolutely like uh, yeah like and you know that that's the thing too is like when people hear indie these days they think that it's shot on a camcorder Mm. like it was in the fucking 90s and that's just not the case anymore right you know with accessibility and all that kind of stuff 
And uh, she like pulled one of her posters and she was like, well, I want, I've been saving these for like real horror fans and I want to just, can I, you know, sign this for you mm. and give it to you? And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> oh. you, you say that to all the boys. <laughs> yeah. When this is worth that. a million dollars someday. Yeah, right. <laughs> I will flip that shit for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my finest fee. Right. <laughs> but it's, it's, that's the whole realm of Mad Monster mm. is just like. Everybody here is either a creative person in this field that's trying to do mm-hmm. this in some form or fashion, or they're like a purveyor of this field in yeah. some form or fashion. And this is part of nobody would go to a Comic Con that wasn't a fan of at the worst attention from other people. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so everybody's trying to hang out. You know what I mean? So and, and one of my favorite things and my least favorite things about uh Mad Monster are the Q and A panels. Mm-hmm. Because I love meeting these people, uh, you know, from the Q&A perspective, the audience idea. Um, Eric, could you think of a reason that I wouldn't like the Q&A panels? Yeah, his name's Levi, and he wears a... Mm, I almost threw out a slur. Um, <laughs> wears a red bow tie. <laughs> and he sucks. And that's what it is. Um. So I, I will say, like, I'm not gonna try and shit lord this. Um, I'm gonna. I, I just it it feels you're gonna, personal, you're not right? Disrespect my boy like, like this it, year it, after year. It's everyone that we go to, dude. It is like so. The guy that we're talking about is the moderator for the Q and As, and I really don't think that it's just me because literally the people that I go to the Q and As with. And the people who run the mics for the Q and A's, the, the people, people that who sit <laughs> around you, like sharks waiting to just give me the right, mic. Right. This man intentionally fucking ignores me. Mm-hmm. He ignores me. He's cut off people while they have been like answering my question. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I'm just like, what did I do? Right. I'm taking his job. Right. Take his job. I- <laughs> take his girlfriend. Take his dog. Take his mom. Yeah, take his mom. He's about to have a new daddy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, man. Mary's mom. That's the that's the vibe. See that so Laura and I almost got in a fight yesterday because she all like I was like, I'm gonna fuck his mom. Yeah, fuck his mom. And she's just like, You're not fucking his mom. Right. <laughs> Like, no, I'm going to fuck his mom. She's like, you're not fucking his mom. And I'm like, why are we arguing about this? You cut off Lauren Lavera in the (laughs) middle of an answer. I fuck your mom. (laughs) That's that's what it is. That's just my question. Street rules. (laughs) Yeah. Street gangsta yeah. bitch. Yeah. You feed her cheese pizza one more time, and I'm going to fuck your mom. You bring one more ranch out, <laughs> I'm going to fuck your mom. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's just wild to me because, like, again, and some of you, and I'm just going to blow myself for a minute, I think I'm a pretty fucking good interviewer. I think I ask good questions. I think that uh, I ask stimulating questions, and... He kind of doesn't. Um, and mm-hmm. and this and honestly, the questions that I asked this week were with the strikes in mind. Like I wasn't asking these people about specific movies and stuff like that. You Correct. know, like I was I was locked and loaded on asking questions that I really was curious about. But also in the same vein that like, you know, I don't want to disrespect anybody. You know what I mean? Because like I said, just because an eight year old is asking Rose McGowan about Scream. 
I'm 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was told the rules already. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And and I feel like that's the layer of where we're at with, like, I don't want to get too much into the strike as it is, but, like, yeah. the, the concept being that um, people that are in this industry that are supporting SAG-AFTRA and everything are no longer name-dropping. Mm-hmm. Um, purely for the reason that we're not going to plug anybody that's a part of this machine that's keeping us Mm -hmm. down and giving them you know undeserved attention on our dime yeah basically absolutely you know which i think is like the genesis or the uh like the backbone of what a strike should be Mm -hmm. we're just going to pretend like these fuckers don't exist Mm -hmm. until they start treating us like we do Mm -hmm. you know and so it's kind of it's kind of where we're at and there's a lot of people in the audience that seem to just be unwilling to honor that yeah and there's people like 100 not again not to stroke you off here because that'll be my third time today Um, (laughs) it's all on the wrist it's all on the wrist i'm telling you i got a technique um but then there's people like you that are willing to honor those considerations Mm -hmm. and navigate through a question in a way that's both tactful but also is going to generate an interesting answer for you personally as they ask her but for everybody else that's listening as Mm -hmm. well and i feel like that's the best part of a QA is when you start handing out really good questions Mm -hmm. um when we do our interviews i'm a big fan of asking like really like stupid things like things like hey what goes on your pizza yeah, you know, totally. And shit like that, because I think that's fun. When we're in a Q&A session with people that they're like being paid to be here and that kind of thing, it's probably not a good idea to mm-hmm. ask them what goes on their pizza. You know what I mean? Let's get a little more in depth than that. <laughs> What's then, it like being an actress? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite movie? You know, and things like that. And all those are fine. And I'm not I'm not knocking people who ask stupid questions because um, <laughs> I'm not knocking stupid questions because it's like it's like not your fault that you're stupid um but but it's also it's also one of those things where you got to understand like the eight-year-old girl asked a better question than you did you know what i mean and i don't say that like an eight-year-old female i'm not trying to make it like a male female thing or anything but it's just like that's a literal child that has more insight than you do you know so it's just it's just goofy how people refuse to let their Mm -hmm. egos be put aside you know yeah for for the sake of preserving the integrity of this interview or whatever so because there was another little girl who this is actually my favorite she like gets the mic and she goes and this is during the rose mcgowan q a and she goes what's your favorite scary movie (laughs) and and that's cute you know what i mean like and it's super cute she's not trying to like undo a strike or fucking whatever Mm. you know but then like when you got the 45-year-old dude behind me who's, like, asking about Death Proof and Planet Terror, and you've got another girl that's, like, explaining the plot and having sure. a, a full-on conversation with Rose. Right, like. right, right, right. That asks, like, nine questions on, yeah. on the back of her first question. It's just goofy, and it's one of those things, like, I the one that I want to reference real quick, because I think this is a shining example of it, Um I have you seen the video of those two girls that are at it's some Marvel panel and it's um, Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan okay. with Kevin Smith and they're talking about just different Marvel related okay. questions or yeah. whatever and it gets on the subject of uh, she like name drops her dog and Anthony Mackie's like who the fuck is that and she's like oh my god that's my dog educate yourself and it's just so I'm so I'm sorry it's what? so great I'll show you this video after we're done with this interview but that's kind of how these things come off to me or people that are just like socially inept that are <laughs> educate yourself <laughs> right imagine telling anthony mackie 
on the stage with Kevin Smith and Sebastian Stan to educate himself. Well, first of all, his real name's Clarence. Right. Yeah. <laughs> True. It's a goofy ass interview, but that's that's kind of the level of like cringe that I'm talking about. Yeah. And you are batting about fifty percent. <laughs> I will say in in the in the Q and A's that I've been a participant in, uh, what comes out of people's mouths. Um, my favorite was Old Boy, and again, it's not his fault, but Old Boy was like. Uh, I'm kind of new to the horror thing and like we're not we're specifically not supposed to say Nightmare on Elm Street. He's yeah. Like, and I just watched Nightmare on Elm Street last week for the and can you tell me a little bit more about what your experience or whatever the fuck the yeah. question was but it's like it's just again it's like dude you're so fucking tone deaf to like what's going on here. So I'm not trying to gatekeep these things but- as much as I am like just dude fuck you know because they were already dropping some things like when i found out that they made five grand a piece yeah. on nightmare on elm street right and i get that that was like a million dollars in 82 but, <laughs> 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 but that was fucking mind-blowing to me i was like that is one of the biggest franchises of all time yeah and this whole streaming thing is fucked up so much of that you know and i say that we're probably gonna watch dream warriors after this but like sure but it's it's one of those things where like you, obviously like people like uh Heather and Amanda which it was really cute that Heather kept calling Amanda Mandy mm-hmm. like you could just yeah, tell how yeah, close yeah. they were They're the right, whole time right, right but it's it's absolutely wild to me that you know you think of these stars and like the word the term star power mm-hmm. right and there's a level of that yes but there's also like people were just getting fucked yeah. The whole time. And I, I will say part of it with Nightmare on Elm Street was everybody did know ahead of time that this was a low budget film. Mm-hmm. They were going to do what they could. And the issue isn't Wes Craven not paying people. Mm-hmm. It's people like Netflix and HBO Max yeah. and Hulu that are buying rights to these streaming services that are not paying anybody. This would be the equivalent, and um, you can correct me if you feel like I'm wrong, but I just fundamentally disagree with you on this. I, I or like if you do, I I'll say that I haven't said anything. Not not you. I'm, I'm not talking about you personally. I'm talking about people that'll hear this uh, and yeah. be like, "Oh, he's wrong." This would be the equivalent of you as a musician um, releasing physical copies of your music for mm-hmm. so long and playing live shows for so long and then streaming comes out and suddenly you're not making any money off of streaming mm-hmm. and the the that doesn't seem like a big deal because you already have your name established and everything mm-hmm. but the problem lies in the fact that like not all of us are the foo fighters right not all of us are the smashing pumpkins and we're not selling like out arenas you know what i mean and mm-hmm. so it, it that that's kind of where the issue is 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 you're being associated with people and you're not that that are you know legends within their industry and you are making movies that are you know legendary and things like that but your contribution or your their contribution to your income is non-existent right because there are no precedents set in this Mm -hmm. i mean fortunately like the music industry understood um thank you uh napster for really pioneering this that Mm -hmm. we'll just fucking steal it as consumers (laughs) if you're if you're gonna like you know what i mean right so it so okay yeah we do have to charge money for this we do have to pay our artists for this but that doesn't exist in film and television yeah so you have to understand where they're coming from i see a lot of people talking about it and it's kind of this like um it's kind of this well the babies should fucking grow up i mean maybe they should get a real job instead of being actors or writers or whatever it's like no that's not really fair because like you know 
labor unions exist and and blue collar jobs as well totally people are a part of those things and it's really no different than that same concept it's about getting fair pay for you Mm -hmm. know fair work and that's that's just what it is so (laughs) it's just yeah it's so strange to me that this is even a debate and Mm -hmm. the fact that these companies refuse to even negotiate Mm -hmm. we're not talking about them like surrendering absolutely we'll give you whatever you want just come back so we can make she hulk season two it's 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 nothing like that it's like (laughs) you know (laughs) it's like baby come back (laughs) it's like we're not even going to sit at a table and talk about what's fair right you know and that's the shit right so that's why we're not dropping names anymore about franchises or directors or actors and actresses you know if you're a part of this industry because we're gonna fucking like fuck you yeah you know that's not fair and you know what the best part of this is like the silver lining and what we do is right now is the best time to support independent filmmaking this is the time that because guess what people get paid on these sets or there is a level of understanding from the get-go that it's going to go one way or the other, you know, and it's not these corporations that are trying to get extras and rights to their likeness so that they can, (laughs) so you can digitize extras for the rest of your fucking life. And that's that, like thing that like it sounds like it's a conspiracy theory and it's just not it's just not (laughs) that was put on the table yeah you know bob Iger getting up there and saying that he's waiting for these people to go broke Mm -hmm. which they already are he's like once they start losing their houses they'll come back what kind of fucking mentality is that yeah what the fuck like when you think of like let's take disney at like face value for a second okay like let's take disney as everything that it perpetuates in its entirety love kindness family you know m- mice xyz <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but the the idea uh, yeah like if you looked at disney channel when we were growing yeah. up and everything that that supported mm-hmm. ideologically yeah. it is absolutely fucking insane that it's completely run by the total opposite Mm-hmm. The complete opposite. The idea that somebody has to work a fucking day job after acting. So here's the thing that a lot of people don't realize. You're acting for like months at a mm-hmm. time. It is a full-time job. So if you don't get paid enough money to fucking survive during that, yeah. and then you have to pick up another job, like what the actual fuck? Like, Because the bills don't stop because you're on Disney's payroll. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> What do you do? Just stagnate? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's fascinating going. I'm a big Smosh fan. Um, and it's it's interesting going into like their videos and when they're talking, when they're having their like candid discussions. And mm-hmm. it's not like the skits and the, you know, the funny stuff, the entertaining stuff. But it's like the insightful stuff. And a lot of them came from like Disney and Nickelodeon yeah. and things like that. They were like extras and, you know, mm-hmm. secondary characters and things like that. And all of them had similar experiences where they're like, mm-hmm. we just didn't get fucking paid. And in mm-hmm. fact, the people that were working were fucking pedophiles. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's there's a lot of shit. And that was that uh, point that I loved about Rose McGowan's um, kind of it wasn't really a rant, but she she touched on it to a slightly deeper level where she said, um, you know, they really don't like you if you don't like them first. You mm-hmm. just don't get to be a part of the super secret boy band if you're mm-hmm. not drinking this Kool-Aid and everything. And it's like, 
I'm a human and I don't like what you're doing as a human to human kind of analysis, you know? Right. And she was talking about having like, you know, spies watching her and trying to hack into her shit and that kind of thing as a result. And this Mm -hmm. was like coming down on like uh, presumably coming off like the Weinstein thing. Yeah. And um, she's got a book out that details it and everything. And I really feel like we just need to take a moment to like appreciate this for what it is, Mm -hmm. because this is kind of one of those renaissance of like, power structure yeah and how it trickles down to people that deserve to have a say in what they make and mm-hmm. what they create and things like that and it needs to be more divided um it's terrifying thinking about like artificial intelligence and things like that taking over um, places like this but in a more realistic sense in terms of like the short term we've got bob Iger talking about selling disney to apple mm-hmm. and we've got monopolies in entertainment beginning to form and things like that where there's going to be a point where we don't have room for an negotiation as creators Mm -hmm. and actors and writers and things because we're so far down on the totem pole that it's not we don't have a voice in that right and so like you said this is the perfect time to support indie because independent filmmakers are free from all this bullshit right they get to do what they want and they get to pay people what they want it's all about capital at the end of the day and Mm -hmm. this may be like one of those like shitty business practices on my end just as a partner of yours and under the floorboards (laughs) but as a fan of this shit i would so much rather you support independent film than support under the floorboards if you got five bucks today and you yeah. feel like sending it to somebody there's plenty of indiegogos out there indiegogo and send it that yeah. direction dude holy shit like i'd love to send you our episode zero and everything but like man like it's 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 hard out here right now for everybody and yeah. these, these people are real that really like you know live and die by this income are struggling and it's important to support people that you care about mm-hmm. so i know i've given more money to that than i have to streaming services sure you know what i mean yeah. and that's not like me trying to stroke myself off no. it's it's just the reality of like this is the stuff that i first of all mm-hmm. want to see right. it's also the stuff that i want to see be made and it is something that like supports our friends you know exactly. and, pe- and people we've had on the show mm-hmm. guys like the people that have been on our show Yes, we haven't had fucking Mia Goth. I would not trade anyone that's come on our show for something like that. Sure. It, like, at all. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, there's there's so much that comes with the amazing people that are artists mm-hmm. that we have had the absolute pleasure of talking with and discussing and are, are supportive of us. You know what I mean? Like some of our patrons are people that come on the show and that's mind blowing to me. Yeah. That is fucking mind blowing to me. You know what I mean? I like, do. And it's 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 just one of those things, guys, for like there to me it's the same theory of seasonal food. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, stuff should run out at the grocery store because we throw away more than we're ever gonna have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that machine is exactly what netflix is yeah, yeah and that's the that's really the parallel yeah, for indep- analogy yeah, yeah for for independent film i would much rather give you what you need yeah to survive right. and, and make your film and do and make something that i want to see and hopefully it catapults you into a higher you know tax bracket one day yeah exactly like, <laughs> you know, exactly like, um, yeah. and it's just it's just fucking crazy to think about you know i don't want to get on the uh the rest of this diatribe because everybody knows our stance now yeah i mean we're we're happy to talk about anybody with it personally um but we want to keep this relatively lighthearted and, and relatively you know positive because it is just a catch-up and hangout session here yeah today and everything so yeah but the thing that i wanted to get to next was we have our first fucking indie award show whoa. man whoa 
Dude, dude, we've got so many categories. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, we're really excited to start shipping out awards, and we can't wait for you guys to see what they are. Mm-hmm. Something tells me they might have to do something with flooring. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to install hardwood floors into every recipient's home. <laughs> which isn't true. However, <laughs> I can say that we have not made our final decisions on any of these categories and who the winners mm-hmm. will be. So if you have a film that you got in your back pocket that you hadn't sent mm-hmm. our direction yet, you should probably get on that shit. And... To that effect as well, uh, we will be doing a top five for short films as well. Uh, So if you have a short film, please get that submitted to us as soon as possible. Uh, We haven't decided the official end date for uh, uh, submissions, but it's probably going to be somewhere around like September 29th. Yeah. Uh, and giving you guys a full month to get everything sent in. And if you would like to be a part of that, you can DM us uh, or email us at underthefloorboards5 at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, and we're so fucking excited. Um, yeah, this is going to be funny. It's going to it's gonna be funny. It'll be lighthearted. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to enlighten a lot of you to the movies that you either need to be looking out for or are already out and available. Um, and we've got some real fucking bangers in these say, categories. Because you're this deep into the episode, you care about what our fucking opinions on shit are. Yeah. <laughs> you probably need to be knowing what movies we want you to watch. And the movies that you should be supporting. Right. You know, because these are not the Netflix monster movies. You know what I mean? The And honestly, you know, Eric and I were talking about it the other day, and quite frankly, like, everything that we've seen in indie this year has been better than anything that we've seen in mainstream streaming yes. or uh, fucking in the theaters especially. Like, I've been blown away by what people have been doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who can't see it, I'm wearing my late checkout shirt right now, which I was doing sexy poses in earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just, I'm a really, really big fan of what's been going on, uh, now. And it's the stories, the actors, the, the special effects, like it it is a completely different world from the nineties, you know, where it's like the Blair Witch was, was an independent film, you know, and (laughs) which is funny Mm. to think about now because it's just like. You could tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not shooting on our super eights anymore. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be recorded. It'll be on YouTube uh, mm-hmm. at the beginning of November. I think we said November first, but we'll be talking about that plenty Pending. in yeah in in episodes coming up. Uh, we've got a videographer. Uh, shout outs to JT. Super excited to be working with him again. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's actually the one who's doing a lot of editing right now on mm-hmm. our stuff about to drop on YouTube. Uh, I know we've been saying coming soon a lot. Soon is pretty fucking close mm-hmm. around the corner. We're just getting a couple more tweaks out of uh, kind of how we want it to roll out. Mm-hmm. So we're really excited. Um, it's been an absolute journey. Um, and we're excited to give you guys more content or maybe a style of content that you want where it's like, okay, maybe you wanted to look at us for some fucking reason the whole time all y'all that have been trying to see eric in a tuxedo need to go ahead and get hyped (laughs) all right um and again uh super excited for all of these movies that are going to uh be a part of this um we'll be running trailers for people who 
give us rights to that. Um, and also, if you're a listener on our podcast and you would like a trailer space for your podcast, mm-hmm. go ahead and DM us as well. And we'll be running so much programming mm-hmm. th- through the award show. We're going to fucking spin Fangoria on its head. JT doesn't know he's doing this for free yet. <laughs> <laughs> I did it all for the hand jobs. <laughs> and that was the last we heard from JT. <laughs> he actually just runs away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, it's been an absolute blast. We're super excited for everything coming up. And thank you guys for being a part of it. Eric, do you have anything else you want to mention today? Support your local filmmakers and actors and actresses and writers and shit. Shut the... Why are you going to put the cone in my dick? What are you doing? What are you doing? He tried to bite my penis. (laughs) Males in, males in. Shoot your local dog. Shoot your local fucking dog. Somebody adopt this bitch. Yeah, please adopt that. Um, Damn. (laughs) Well, thank you guys. Once again, for joining us at Under the Floorboards, where it creaks, it cracks, and we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night.